0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles is coming up next in the next segment. He'll join us from L.A., but right now we want to talk about Joe. And, PK, you got a question that uh, has been eating at you. You've been pondering. You've been ponderizing.
1: Nice. Thank you. I love it when you introduce church. and I appreciate that you try to keep it secret, and your secret safe with me. Don't you worry, big guy. Okay. Oh <laughs> look dear.
0: <laughs> what is the question that you have been
1: thinking upon? Why is Joe Ingles playing the best ball of his NBA career now? I happen to have a reason, and his wife sometimes listens and lets him know. Mm-hmm. And if she's listening, I'm about to give you the reason. No, oh, well, ahead. why
0: have a debate when PK can just spread truth before us?
1: Well, I don't think it's an accident. Since he sired a child that was born in the greatest land in the world, <laughs> USA. Jeez. I thought you had a real reason. That his kid. It is a real reason. He has an American son. I think his name is Jack. I call him AJ for American Jack. Since AJ's an American. Oh and now he has that link to America forever. And he's playing his best ball ever. Joe if you're listening, Joe tell him
0: that. Joe doesn't know that he's 30 minutes away from him and his whole day ruined.
1: Okay. <laughs> Ruined. Ruined. He's got an American son. That's great news. Uh-huh.
0: I think he'll think AJ stands for Australian can... Jack, but.
1: American Jack. And here's the great thing his other kids and all of his family can't do. AJ can run for U.S. president.
0: True story. True story. <laughs> and no way to know the law, PK. <laughs>
1: Well, I heard about the other guy. He was supposedly born in some other place. That was a big deal a few years back. <laughs> got to be a native-born son of the United States of America. I didn't understand it. I don't I don't think how he could have slipped that one thing past everybody, but somebody else made a big deal about it for a number of years, so what the heck. <laughs> All
0: right, so, so this, actually AJ got, Ingles. this actually got addressed. Uh, <laughs> Quinn was asked about uh, the level of Joe's sure, play yeah. and his improvement, and Quinn, as he tends to do, gives a very thorough answer. And so we're going to play all of it for you. If Quinn had the time to say it, I got the time to listen to it. And then we'll, uh, yes. we can throw all, all, all our theories on the table afterwards. But Quinn was asked this after the Clipper game last night in the post-game Zoom. Here's Quinn.
2: He's grown as a player. You know, I, I, it's hard to compare. Um, well, it's not hard to compare. I, I think back about, um, you know, when he was battling, you know, to get on the floor, he, he got on the floor defensively. And you know that's something I think you know it's it's hard to maintain consistency defensively you know as you play in 34, 35, 36 minutes and there, there's been a real focus on his part um, you know he can do it for he, he's playing more minutes right now with Mike out but I, I think he's really purposeful on the defensive end his pick and roll game is something. Um, you know, that he's developed, you know, the synergy that he has with, with our bigs, with Rudy and Fave. And I I think, um, you know, he's also really improved his finishing. And, you know, when, when you get the threat of finishing and also dropping the ball off to the big, that, that opens other things up as well. So I I think the fact that he started to play a lot of pick and roll um, over a few years, you know, he's just gotten better at it. And he's, he's finding more people and making better reads. And, um, the other thing, you know, he, he jokes about it. We joke about it a little bit now is he's just, he's not hesitated at any point on the shot and taking it in transition, taking it off the dribble. He's always been a great catch and shoot guy uh, in the half court. And I think he's really, you know, he's been more aggressive. He's taken that to heart, um, you know, and as a result, you know, it adds, I would say it adds another dimension to his game because it's there, but um, it sets up a lot of other things that he's doing. And. You know, the way that we play is, is very different from the way that, you know, they played in Barcelona when I first saw him. It was more of a half-court game. And I think the thing, you know, I don't know how old he is right now. I know he's in his 30s, um, you know, but he was an older player by, you know, comparatively when, when he got to the league. And, you know, his commitment to to working on his game and improving, I think, is something that, you know, we feel like you can continue to get better. There's no ceiling on anybody based on their age, and that's that's what he's done.
0: So there is Quinn Snyder, and I think he touches on a few things there that uh, got me thinking about this, but uh, you're the one who want to talk about this. Why don't you jump in first, and then I'll follow. You hear that, and you think, just, what?
1: Oh, well, that's a great answer. He touched on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Find a niche to get yourself out on the floor, and Joe was smart enough to know, all right, I know what Quinn Snyder's looking for. What do I need to do to get myself out on the floor? And that was through defense. And then I think Joe, and he could speak to it for himself, he probably understood the where where the game was going. And he knew his skills. So, okay, show that I can do some, some defensive things for the club because that can help. You can never have enough of that, right? Then he probably already knew, hey, I'm a pretty good playmaker on the pick and roll, and so – find ways to get other guys the ball because who doesn't like that? Everybody likes that. So the first two things is that I'm going to play defense and then I'm going to get other guys' shots because they're going to like me, <laughs> right? Everybody's liking that. If you got player XYZ getting you shots, you're going to like him. Then the third thing is he probably foresaw, all right, three-point shooting is the wave of the future. I just got to make sure that I – can hit the open 3 and I we talked to him I don't remember if I talked to him off the air or if it was on the air the one thing that I've seen him improve is when he gets the ball not to lower it to keep it up and keep shooting so you get the ball around neck face level and then hoist it don't bring it down and reset but go straight up with the ball get it catch it and shoot it and he clearly and he, and he acknowledged that he's worked on that so those three things have gotten him out on the floor, and then he's a lovable dude. He keeps everybody loose and all that stuff. And so you combine all that, all that, and he's played way better than uh, certainly I ever thought. I don't know, maybe he would not say the same and thought, no, nah, I, I always knew I had this. I'm not sure what the answer would be. So he figured out. He game-planned for himself, and it's worked to a very high level. So I agree
0: with all of that. I think that you've got to start with his ability. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, well, you can if the old dog wants to learn new tricks. You know what I mean? So and I think you and Quinn both hit on that. You know, a lot of the credit has to go to Joe because he's wanted to get better. And Joe has told us through the interviews, I mean, there's a lot of screwing around that goes on. American Jack, Australian Jack will be a great example of that. But he has also told us stuff like there was a playoff series, and I can't remember if it was the Thunder or the Rockets. Uh, but there was somebody, and maybe there was more than one team, that really... Um, forced him to his weak hand, and so he told us in the off season, even though he went home to Australia, that didn 't mean that he wasn 't trying to improve. Uh, a lot of times players get judged by whether they stick around locally or in a practice facility and you know you can find a gym anywhere and you can work on your off hand and you know if you go left and you 're good at that and they 're going to force you right well spend an off season work on going right and you know there are other things the way he shoots layups uh, and a long time ago we were all taught to gather with two hands in traffic. Well, that just tells the shot blocker that you're about to shoot because you can't dribble anymore. And so the way they shoot these layups with the one hand kind of that scoop, it doesn't give the shot blocker as, as much time to, to read the shot and prepare and gather and go up and, you know, block the shot. So there's little things he's tweaked and deserves credit for that. I do think there are bigger things that have happened and Quinn kind of hinted there, like the game has moved in the direction of Joe's skill set during his career. You know, if, if Joe had come along and tried to play for the Jerry Sloan Jazz, well, the ball would have been in Stockton's hands running a pick and roll, and we might never have seen how well Joe can run a pick and roll. But thank goodness for Joe, Don Nelson decided to, you know, mess around with a point forward, and people caught on and thought, hey, wait a minute, we can have a matchup advantage. Just look at last night's game, right? Patrick Beverly. Guy has a ton of energy, plays at this frenetic pace, and he decided, I'm going to defend Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to be looking for every deflection. Every takes a lot of energy out of Donovan. Wait a minute, Donovan's a great catch-and-shoot guy. Why not put him in the corner, take Beverly out of the play, let Donovan rest, and when Donovan's open, he's going to stick that three-pointer, and Joe's got a better matchup for running the pick-and-roll. Let Joe run some pick-and-rolls. So the game's moved in his direction. And the other thing is, and you'll love this, PK we get just – it's too easy a habit for us to get too hung up on numbers.
1: Can I get an amen, PK? Well, you're, you already got me on the Don Nelson. I mean, I had no idea that we'd be talking about Paul Pressey in this segment.
0: <laughs> we weren't talking about Paul Pressey. You well, he, he said the point four. I was thinking Anthony Mason, but anyway. Uh, no, 33, no, no, no. Paul Pressey. Joe, Joe's 33, and so it's easy to say a 33-year-old isn't going to get better. But he's been in the league seven years. And haven't we all seen guys in the sixth, seventh, eighth year of their career come into their prime? And Joe hasn't played the 30, 35,000 minutes where guys are running out of gas at the age of 33. Yeah, I
1: disagree on that because he's played with his national team a lot.
0: Yeah, he has. He's got some minutes there. But But I don't think think it's that many. I mean, I think you get in those tournaments and you're playing 10 or 15 games in tournaments. So I I don't think it's the same as an 82-game grind. It does offset some of them. Um, And so I think he wants to improve. And, you know, Steve Young said a long time ago, and he repeats it when he comes on with us, that physically you're at your best when you start playing, but mentally you're not there yet. And you keep improving mentally, and you get to this level, it's like, well, how long can the physical hold on? Because now mentally, I get it. I get it. I know what's coming next. And Quinn kind of, you know, referred to that, that all the little things he's trying to do, which Quinn doesn't want to talk about because they don't want people game planning for him. Uh, you know, Joe's ready to do that now. And mentally he's there. And, and physically he hasn't, you know, he hasn't lost it. I mean, that's the thing that, that's the Tom Brady story, right? Mentally he's there, and physically he's still got enough to do it. Now he's in his 40s, he ought to run out of gas at some point. But this is what we talk about with every athlete at 30, 35, 40. When are you going to lose it physically? Because you're not going to lose it mentally. Mentally, you know what to do now. You know, you're you're thinking a couple steps ahead. But are you strong enough and quick enough?
1: And I think that uh, to, uh, to uh, add to that is that everybody mentally is a step ahead now because nobody's new. Yeah. And everyone understands everybody else. You've got an excellent situation going on here in terms of everybody is familiar with everybody else's game. The nine guys that they're playing. I mean, we see it. Our, our listeners see it. We know uh, if somebody the, – the ninth guy is Niang. Well, everybody knows if you're moving the ball around and for whatever reason there's a, an opening there and Niang is standing there at the three-point line alone, everybody knows get him the ball. He becomes – for the ninth guy – In that situation, he just soars up the option ladder because if he's wide open behind the line and it's not going to be a rush shot and somebody's not going to be running at him, get him the ball. Everybody knows that. There's nothing out there now that these guys don't know about each other. Who does what, where they do it, how they do it, what's going to happen. You know, We see Conley, if he gets an opening in the lane, he's probably going to shoot the right-handed floater. Right. And so you can react accordingly. I don't think that anybody is surprising anybody. They may be wowing (laughs) somebody when Mitchell throws a cross court corner to corner pass. They may wow you. The greatest play in Jazz history.
0: Yeah. But, you know, Joe, after that play, said when he saw the ball up there, he started talking about all the baseball passes that Donovan has thrown. I mean, he's got his whole comedy shtick about Donovan and baseball, and he reeled it off that night on the Zoom call. And so the only mm-hmm. question was, was it going to get through? He knew Donovan was going to throw it, but was it going to get deflected before it got That's to That's my him? point. Yeah, so they Is really that they do know. They know what's they coming. Know, right.
1: Yeah. It, it's still, even though you can know what's coming, it doesn't make it any less incredible. I mean, it was just that whole play of multiple cross-court passes, and then from, I don't think I've ever seen – Corner to corner like that. I, I, I'm trying to think directly to where yeah. a foot or more, either way, you're OB. I, I just I don't know that I've ever seen that.
0: It doesn't, and no, that you yeah. get
1: the ball coming from a guy who's passing it to you in the air behind his back. Man, I, I started playing sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that,
1: was, that was amazing. But you don't do that. Unless you have confidence and familiarity, because there is no hesitation. Although Donovan kind of looked for a second, it's like he, Donovan went through his progressions. That wasn't a baseball pass, <laughs> <That's>
0: football. <laughs> I think because he was waiting he, for Joe to get down court. Joe said he was he was changing <laughs> ends, and Joe had to run all the way to the corner. And Donovan's like, "Get there, get there,
1: okay now." Right, so but but he just he looked he, like he had a little look in his eye. Is anybody else open? Oh, I see Joe on the fly, or he's running a post pattern. I'll just wait till he gets uh, a little bit uh, open, and then I'll put the ball out there. So he—it's just an unbelievable play, man. I've—I've I've literally seen nothing like it. And there was multiple plays within a play that resulted in the three. It was just incredible. But I don't think you don't—you don't have that. You don't have that unless you have complete familiarity and confidence within your group that this is something that we can execute. It was just absolutely amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when
0: we come back, Joe Ingles will join us. He's coming up next from L.A. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. <laughs>
2: number one. Make us
3: your number one preset. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotting and the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ
0: and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Get a lot of reaction here. PK is the and Joe will join us here uh, in a few minutes uh, from Los Angeles. Uh, but the question of the morning is: All this winning getting uh, ho hum. And Jared says never gives me chills every final buzzer. I really love this team, <laughs> their chemistry, and the way they pull together to finish strong. Sure. So you're into it. You're getting chills at the final buzzer. They are entertaining you, and you're getting your money's worth. And even if you're watching on TV, well, you know you're paying a cable or satellite bill and. Time is money. You're investing your time in the team, so
1: yeah, I'm getting chills because it's cold, but yeah.
0: Right. Sandy at Red Red hothead Are you crazy, <laughs> David James? Winning is not ho hum. It's awesome.
1: Well, it's my question, so I'm crazy.
0: She doesn't know that. I put it out on Twitter. I just but,
1: copy and paste. You so. know, these questions are designed to elicit emotion and reaction, so uh, that's the whole point of them to generate discussion
0: right and and what's crazy to one person is uh is not to another um Cameron says nope I get so bugged when we aren't leading the whole game I'm getting spoiled (laughs) right now last night I was so mad after the first half I need to chill
1: (laughs) mad no not mad yeah that to me that's that's a good news sign not bad news I don't want them to play because that's if you're playing at your peak level now then you worry about peaking yeah. too soon. But when you're sluggish and you still find ways to win within the ball game, that's the best way right now is to to have that and to see that way of all right, we need to get better within the game. And so to me, that was a big old positive. Uh, to me, I expected some sort of a an emotional letdown given the fact that uh, they knew that the two stars were out obviously mm-hmm. they knew it's no surprise I and mean, they're well aware of it and i think there's a human nature let down and then conversely the clippers know that our guys aren't here so there's more shots for me more opportunities for me so i'm more amped up
0: they came so you out with to get those combination so things much, going on yeah.
1: and you can see the result that it was in the first half the, you know if it's 5 6 minutes to go in the ball game well that's another story but not when you still have 24 minutes and 50-plus possessions, whatever it might be, to change that thing around, and they they did.
0: Uh, They came out with so much, the Clippers came out with so much energy, but I always wonder, okay, can you sustain that for 48 minutes? Because that is, it's impressive, but it's just really hard to play like that for 48 minutes. And sure enough, they couldn't. Talent, in the end, matters, and they were missing a lot of talent from their lineup. Uh, Angie says, I love the win streak, but just waiting for the loss is agonizing. It will happen. And we got the Jazz at Snowmat fourteen seventeen. I look at my phone in the second quarter. I saw they were down, and I didn't watch. Then my phone buzzed and gave me the final score, and I was like, "Yep, saw that coming." <laughs> so we are getting into oh, i um, territory down in the second quarter, and still, still anticipating victory. All right, it is time to bring him in now, the Joe Ingalls Show. With DJ and PK, is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. As the longest-serving credit union in Utah, Cypress Credit Union is here to help with all your financial needs. Cypress Credit Union,
3: your future is our future. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles.
1: Gives it back to Joe, till the cop slams it in.
3: And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. (laughs) With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
0: Time to welcome in Joe Ingalls from Los Angeles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Where's the energy? Where's the vitality? Where's the spirit
4: that is Joe Ingalls? Good morning. I was uh, really excited to do this, and then I forgot that I was an hour ahead of you, so I had to get up an hour early. <laughs> right.
0: 9.30 in Utah but is 8.30 in L.A.
4: Yeah, And, and I'm you- usually up. Earlier than that, but without the kids and obviously a game at night, I was going to have a little sleep in and enjoy it, but it's fine. I'm, I'm doing all right. All
0: right. So another, another day, another W. Do you find these routine? Do you find every game is a little different so it isn't routine? Because different teams, different challenges. I'm curious because man, the wins are really piling up at this point. How does it feel from inside the locker room?
4: Yeah, I mean it's, I mean it's nice to win. Obviously, um, there's no, no better feeling. Obviously, kind of re- regardless of how you play individually or as a team, if if you could figure out how to win at the end of the day, that's obviously the the goal. So um, they're not all going to be pretty. We're not going to blow everyone out by twenty and just kind of cruise through the, the season. And I mean, I think everyone. Every team's going to be somewhat different. Um, they're going to play out differently. They're going to have different adversity that they're facing that it might make the some guy, some other guys play harder or play more, which is different to what you're used to or, or whatever. So, um, I mean, last night we obviously, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of like that team that, that Doc had that, that they didn't really have a quote unquote superstar, but they they all played well together and they kind of had that little run. Um, in the docs last year or second to last year or whatever it was, so that's kind of what it felt like. They were they were out there, and obviously the the ball moves a bit more because they don't have Kawhi and PG, and that's not taking anything away from those guys. But when they've got them out there, obviously they they feed them, and, and Kawhi's great in those those post ups and stuff like that, and and PG plays a lot of, of pick and roll. So it was it was it, it was a different challenge because we weren't sure if. Um, uh, I think PG was always out, but Kawhi was kind of 50-50. So it, uh, it, it was good to get a, another win. And yeah, the hard part is, I mean, we've done this, I think we've done this twice this year. Um, the hard part is, is honestly playing the same team again. Um, it, it's hard to beat an NBA team once, let alone twice in a row. So um, I'm assuming, we're assuming they'll get someone back or a couple of their guys back. Um It'll be ready for. It'll be a bit of a different game, probably, but yeah, we obviously have the same, same kind of mindset of just wh- whoever's kind of out there, um, do what we do, and, and like you said, hopefully get another win.
1: So, but as far as the no travel, do you like this opportunity to just be in one place and get two games out of it?
4: I mean, it's much nicer than having to jump on a plane last night and go somewhere else. Um, I mean, we we played the game. We were back at the hotel by. or whatever it was and um we're able to get some food and um I mean it's still I think a lot of guys you still can't go right to sleep after the game or anything like that but just yeah just to be walk up to your room and um after seeing what Renee and the kids (laughs) were doing in the snow yesterday and how high it was um the the sun is out here and I was walking around in a t-shirt yesterday. So nice for, for that little change, but um, you'll yeah, be excited to go home too whenever we're done with this.
0: Joe Ingles, joining us here on 97.5 at twelve eighty, the zone. Uh, Quinn got a question in his post game Zoom about you and you playing your best basketball and uh, why that might be, and he gave a uh, a long, detailed, thorough answer. And uh, you hate talking about yourself, but you are playing well. And I think some people at thirty three would think would expect a guy to kind of uh, you know plateau or taper off. How would you explain this if somebody said asked you? How, how are you doing this? Why are you kicking A, Joe? Let's get to the point. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, not gonna help him answer it.
4: There's still a chance I'm gonna plateau and fall off. Now <laughs> you guys have <laughs> talked it into fruition, so it's probably gonna happen. But um no, I mean I mean I got the I got the same question or a similar one um about coach. Why he's such a good coach. So <laughs> we, we obviously uh had to answer a similar question. Um I mean I, I don't know, I, I I said to you guys, I mean, obviously you guys and, and everyone that listened and watched us last year, I was a little bit uncomfortable coming off the bench last year. And I don't mean that in terms of not not accepting that role or not wanting to do it. But I just, I, I just didn't, um, especially at the start of the year, obviously. Um, yeah, I just couldn't find a rhythm. I just couldn't get going. I couldn't find a rhythm. It, it was different. Um, again, I'm not saying I didn't want to do it or I was against it or, or anything like that. I just... I hadn't done it for... I don't even know what it was. Three or four years here and, and kind of every summer with the national team and other teams I've been on. So, um, it, it was really different for me. Um, and then, obviously, with the, the last year, was a bit of a mess kind of regardless. that Mike got injured, so I started and then he came back and then the bubble happened and then Boyan was out. and So, it was a bit of a mess. But... Um, I mean I just yeah I don't know. everything everything is I mean I'm in a, I'm just in a good spot I guess I um I, I've I've always loved playing obviously that's no no question with with that and that's 99.9 Quinn's, um I don't know, not not his fault but the the re, uh, Quin's reasoning cuz I mean before I got To Utah, as I've spoken about before, like I I really wasn't enjoying playing basketball. It was my kind of last chance of let's try and figure out if I can get back to this kind of love for it, and um, or or I'll be back in be back in the NBL in Australia. So um, he's obviously a big part of it, and I think having a pretty solid and amazing kind of support system at home with, with Renee and the kids and the the kids are great. And and, now the new little guy, Jack is doing really well. And and obviously it's Renee is doing really well. I think it's, it's been really tough on her in terms of not being able to get home or have some family come over. Like no one's, no one's met our third child yet or anything, which uh, is hard, but just having, having all their support and, there's days i'm like man i should be doing more to help renee and she pushes me out the door to go and get shots up or get treatment and, um i i think just overall as a as a whole and i mean i don't want to say i'm having my best year or not or whatever the stats or numbers or anything say but i, I just i'm just you know, yeah i'm in a really good spot i'm i'm happy um and yeah, it's. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it also helps when when everyone in your team's playing well, and you're moving the ball, and you're playing a, a really cool style that fits your team, and um, yeah, everything everything's in a in a good spot.
1: So, what do you anticipate happening to your game when Conley comes back?
4: Um, I mean, I'll go to the bench. Is that what you mean?
2: yeah
1: okay you go to the bench uh, which i i don't know that that's necessarily a guarantee but if you want to go that way how are you going to be able to maintain your pro- productivity if that's what happens you are coming off the bench
4: um, i mean i feel like i was playing pretty well and productive when he was playing too
1: um, right i would agree
4: uh, i think the uh, for, like the the biggest and obvious difference which difference which people realize is obviously i i'll, I'll, I'll I'll obviously have the ball a little bit less, um, which is which is fine by me. It's not a it's not a, a bad thing, um, and, and we'll we'll figure it out again. We'll, I think I missed those whatever. I missed four games or whatever. Then Donovan missed a couple. Obviously Mike's missed um, kind of five or six whatever it's been now. But um, we'll we'll just figure it out. We we've got a great team with that. Um, I think when previous to. Mike's injury, we would, I would come off the bench. Obviously, I think for him at the start, and then he would come back in, and we'd finish the quarter together. And um, I mean, there's so many possessions in a game. I, I think the way we play and the, the style Quinn has us playing, and the pace we're playing. I, I mean, there's enough possessions for for all of our guys, are creators or. Um, not need the ball but are obviously effective with the ball in our hands there's enough possession for us all to to kind of have it for a little bit and again the thing that is the best thing at the end of the day is that there is no egos there is no like I want Mike to come back probably more than anyone (laughs) like it's not I'm not trying to sitting in my hotel room hoping Mike's out another game so I can go and shoot some more threes and play a few more minutes Um, I, I want him back more than anyone, and um, when, when he gets back, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I, I have no doubt there will be no issues with it.
0: All right, let's get to some of the fun stuff. And I hear from people now all the time <laughs> as they watch the games because they know we're going to talk to you once a week. So Ben Simmons comes out for Philadelphia, and, and he is hot, right? I mean, he got to 10 points like that and there's a timeout and you guys are crossing paths going to the bench and he had something to say to you and he had a little smirk and a grin maybe you had a little one what was it was he just letting you have it was that an Australian thing right there
4: um I honestly can't even remember which oh. is bad but what it, it definitely wasn't anything bad I mean I've, I've obviously known Ben for a little bit and sure. um I'm hoping he uh he plays with the national team this summer and all that happens. Um, I'm obviously happy. Um, I think I think the same as kind of what I was saying. I think I think he's in a really good spot. I, I think he kind of mentally <clears throat> he always has these questions over why is not he shooting the ball or not shooting the ball outside the paint or, or whatever. It's like, well, it, I mean, it's like Rudy to a certain extent. Like, why would you shoot outside the paint when you don't need to? Like he. <laughs> What do you have? Forty? I think he had forty-two or forty-four or whatever it was. And uh, someone someone showed us a shot chart after the game. It was like he took one shot outside of the outside of the paint for the game and had forty-two points. So um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think uh, I think he's in a good spot, and and I'm happy for him. And um, yeah, it was good to see him. Um, I mean, I think it, I, he fouled me one time, but. Um, yeah, just a bit of talking with a with a buddy, and um, yeah, like I said, uh, I mean, honestly, I hope he, I hope he plays this summer and um, can actually play with him. It'd be it'd be fun to play with him. So
1: we have the Stockton shot to put the Jazz in the finals is the greatest shot. I think I witnessed the greatest play: O'Neal to Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich behind the back in midair. Mitchell, I've never seen a cross court corner to corner (laughs) pass. Never. I've been watching ball longer than you've been alive. And I've never seen that. And so that ball's coming there. Well, in order for this to be the greatest play in Jazz history, you gotta make the three. And you do. Did you think at that time? Wow. Was there any doubt? I, that wasn't for me, but maybe for some doubters, and I'm not. I've always been your biggest fan. I mean, there's Renai and the kids, and then there's PK, and you put us all together. We're all in the same boat there. But I was just praying <laughs> the one shot, because in order to have the best play, you got to make the shot. Any any concern about that? Were you nervous at all?
4: No, I wasn't nervous. The whole thing happened so quickly. I was I was honestly just glad I got an extra shot up, to be honest. Um no, I mean it was a, I mean it was a pretty crazy play, and
1: yeah,
4: um, I think the one of the funny parts about it is when uh, whoever I think you said Royce drove when Royce drove first. Yeah, something had obviously happened in that play. I, I was standing at the half court, like I was ready to. I guess I assumed either Royce was going to shoot it or Boyan or God, someone was going to shoot it out of those right. three, and <clears throat> me and. Uh, Rudy I think it was there was two of them it was myself and someone else were standing at the half court and I saw it all play out and then um, I saw Donovan get it and I was obviously it happens in a split second it doesn't happen this slowly <laughs> um, but in my head I was like oh that like Brook Lopez is going to have to take me if I just like come into play a little bit um, and then I didn't think he saw me so I was like oh, I'll get a bit further to the corner. Um, again, this obviously happens uh, much quicker. But I ran to the corner, and I—I I didn't. I—you guys probably know—I didn't know how much was on the shot clock, but I knew there wasn't much on the shot clock because I of obviously what had happened. Like I—I I think I might have had the ball to start. Something—something something happened before Royce got it, and then Royce and then Boyan and Donovan—he held it. I was like, oh, I'm just going to run to the corner and see if it—if Donovan can make a pass. If not, he's probably going to shoot it and I'll have to run back. So, um, yeah, it just kind of happened the way it happened. And I just knew when he threw it that I, again, I don't know exactly what the time was, but I just was assuming and pretty confident in my mind I had to shoot it. So, um, it makes it a lot easier to not have to think about it when you know in your mind the shot clock's down and you have to shoot it anyway. So, um, it was a hell of a passer. Uh, I've never seen. It was. I mean, I've... I've played a lot. I've played a lot of games. I've played with some pretty good passes. I've played with some great point guards, uh, at great passes, but I've never had it went like almost over the hoop to get to me for me to then shoot it into the hoop.
0: <laughs> that was a pretty good post game riff you had though on him and playing baseball and your little impersonation of him. That was rock solid. Had you been working on that on a on the team well, bus? Did you warn him out with that? Before? Baseball
4: thing is this whole baseball thing is. We've actually got a – I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about gambling. We actually <laughs> – we've got a bet that he he thinks he is just like the guy that just signed for – what did he sign for yesterday, $350 million. Is he a pitcher? Oh,
0: the Padres.
4: Yeah, Fernando Tatis
0: Jr. Shortstop.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, whoever the best pitcher in the world that gets a lot of money, he thinks he's him. <laughs> and I've never played baseball in my life. I've played cricket, which is – kind of similar um, to a certain extent. The batter stands out, you stand in a different position, the bat's a bit different, but someone throws the ball as fast as they can at you and you've got to hit it. Um, and I played that growing up and we... I don't know how it came up, but he constantly talks about how good he is at baseball, or good he was at baseball. And uh, I was like, I would 100% be able to hit one of your... What do you call it? Pitch?
1: One I mean, of your basketball. pitches. Yeah.
4: A fastball, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't." I said, "Well, let's bet. Let's make. Let's put some money on it." And the money we said we would do it for a charity, which obviously mine would. You guys know where my money would go if I won. Um, yeah. Autism. So we've it's it, it, the, the the bet or whatever was he he had ten pitches and I had to connect on one of them. That was a, like I just had to touch it on one of them. It had to stay in play, but it has to whatever you call it, not a, a, um, if it goes behind me or whatever. Yeah. Not that, but I have to, I have to basically hit, I don't even have to hit it really. It just has to hit the bat and (laughs) fall in front of me. (laughs) So we're going to do this. He was, yeah, we just haven't had time. And it it started in, uh, I'm pretty sure it started in the bubble, but just after the bubble. So it's obviously been a long time coming, but we had COVID and we couldn't see each other. And he was in New York and whatever So. Um, That that's kind of the whole baseball backstory. for, I know it's a a little bit of a long story about it, but that's how it kind of came about. And it was for a lot of money. And um, I just don't like, I'm not like you two. Like I've played sport my whole life. Like I'm going to (laughs) be able to, I I get, he he said he can throw really fast or whatever. Like I get, I'll probably miss a lot of them, but I'm also not that uncoordinated that, I'm going to be able to read the – like, if he's on 10 in a row, I'm going to be able to read when the ball's coming and when I should swing.
1: and Timing is what I literally have to just
4: hit the ball in front of me one time. And I don't even have to hit it. It really just has to hit the bat.
1: Well, let's get it out at the ballpark after you guys win the title in July, man. We can have this all set up.
4: We will. We're definitely going to do it because we've shook on it. And, it's, uh, and everybody at the start was on Donovan's side. Like, there's no way you'll hit it. And then I was, like, explaining the facts of, of, of like – Literally, I could I could watch the first three go by and then go like, all right, this is when I need a swing. This is when, you know what I mean? Like after these throwing ten in a row, after the first few, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm played sport my whole life. I'm gonna be able to pick up the reaction time of when I need a swing. I'm not saying I'm gonna smack him for a home run and run around the triangle thing with my shirt off. Bases, bases,
0: bases. <laughs> it's Diamond, it's not
4: a triangle <laughs> thing. I'll run around the sand pit with my... Um, <laughs> but I'm uh, also like extremely confident, which is why we bet quite a large number. that. Um, oh, and then we thought we'd just happen. do it for charity. Hey, we okay. don't want to take each other's money, so whoever lost had to donate to the other person's charity of choice.
0: There might be... Some jazz fans who do a little side action to you know raise a little more money for autism. Yeah, I assume we can, we'll Donovan would a, do some kind we'll of education thing. Oh, absolutely! I'll yeah, put a ten
1: spot on that he blows ten fastballs right past the.
0: We got to know more about the rules, PK, because I you that, probably that have been
4: to that's the that's the uh, I that's have to it. hit one time. I have to connect with the ball on the bat one time. But can he throw you? can he
0: throw you curveballs
4: and changeups and sliders, whatever he's got? Because he he said he was going to throw like a fast, like his, yeah, his pitch or whatever it was, okay. which was just a fastball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, will make it easier. 10, the other thing with throwing ten straight is by like six, seven, eight. Now he's going to get tired. He doesn't play baseball for a living. Like <laughs> neither do you. <laughs> but he's. I'm just standing there with a. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, hey. I mean, It oh. makes me mad because oh. he thinks I can't, can't do it. Um, I'm just standing there with a bat. Like, all I have to do is connect one. Bar. Oh, my gosh. That was Come
0: awesome. On, Jake. <laughs> oh, that. he did. Jake <laughs> hit the dump <laughs> button. Jake was enjoying the conversation so much, he was going to watch that fastball sail right by him. I had to signal, dump button. That's the magic word. That's why we have a dump button. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm already that, that, I'm already that, getting that, texts from, okay, text from people. Okay, I'm already getting rules. I'm getting texts from people who say there's zero chance this money's going to charity. So
4: it's going to charity regardless. It's okay just who's charity. All right. I there's no so even if that's what everyone in the locker room was saying at the start. No way, no way, no way. But then like if you actually sit down and like think about it. There's no way, and obviously I'm going to go and like hit a couple of balls before I go. I'm not just going to roll in there, I'm never facing a pitch in my life, and just go on. And he's going to go on practice. He's going to roll in there, and so it has to be ten. Yeah, you'll take some 10, what's
1: what's called
0: BP,
4: batting practice. Yes.
0: Yeah, there's batting cages. You mean? can you
1: can for a couple of bucks. Underneath you the can stands.
0: yeah, you can hit a lot of. Oh, you can go
1: under the stands at the ballpark. Yep. Where the, or
0: the, oh yeah, they'll uh, hook him up. Play. You're right. Yeah, I've thrown yeah, in
4: get. I'm going to get our best players' cricket bat and go and hit the ball. There it is. But that was the only rules. I <laughs> okay. have one one ball in in front of me. Like connect, it has to be a live ball or whatever, and a fair ball, a fair one ball. one out of ten. That's it. One <laughs> one out of ten. Like I'm not that bad. I know. I, I know. I can't run and jump and all that, but I can stand there and hit a ball.
1: <laughs> got to see this. All right.
4: Well.
0: We love having you on, Joe, because we never know where the conversation is going, and I had no idea it was going here, but this has been awesome. I'm glad you woke up. Good luck with the game in L.A.
4: You what? Do you think I could hit it or not?
0: Yeah, I I think you probably can. Not knowing how many pitches he can throw and whether he can start feeding you curveballs and all that, that would drop your odds. Oh, um, just
1: gas! He's throwing gas. Yeah, he's just throwing gas, gas. I think
0: I think you're right. I think you'll be able to time a pitch and and be able to dribble one, you know, back towards the mound.
4: Even if it, even don't. if, I, even blows if him it away. Hits the bat and then it hits my toe, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still,
1: oh man!
4: All my right, going to up now. Excuse my language, <laughs> uh, young friends out there too. I got a bit excited <laughs> about this.
1: Have a great bleeping day, Joe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Joe.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Joe
0: Bleepin' Ingles has joined us here on 97.5 and 12.80, the Bleepin' Zone. Nothing gets him fired up like a bet with Donovan Mitchell. Yach wanted us to go to break about 10 minutes ago, but we couldn't stop that story. So we'll do a break now. Stay with us.
4: And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. There's
3: a kind of hush all over the NBA. Because when the Jazz win, it's just
2: the giant mouth of one Stephen A. You know
0: what I mean. There's Kay's daily contribution. (laughs) Joe Ingles Ingles just had his weekly contribution. And PK, this will shock you, but uh, Twitter is fully embracing this.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is, we got to have it, man. (laughs) Right? Yeah.
0: Rob says, I'm dying here. This is great. I love it. I can't wait for the showdown.
1: Oh, my gosh. TV will get involved. You guys
0: will be out there. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Slow-mo jingles. Can I please be involved in the 10-pitch fundraiser for autism? Please.
1: Oh, and you were right. We'll get other folks to to bet. Yeah. Man, Mitchell obviously has a baseball background, and I think Joe is uh, underestimating how hard it is to hit a ball. Now, I realize the standard is very low. Yes.
0: But Donovan reportedly threw in the mid-to-upper 80s in high school. I'm I'm counting on him just throwing fastballs because oh, yeah, he starts that's all changing it speeds and throwing no, curveballs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good luck, Joe.
1: And uh, what, Carl- Joe need, what Joe needs <laughs> to do is bargain that it's ten swings, not ten pitches. That would change the match because too. then Mitchell yeah. doesn't have to throw a strike. Right.
0: Carson so. says, "How do I get the uncensored version of the Joe Ingles show?" Laughing till I'm crying emoji. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We got to get on satellite first.
0: Right. Uh, Christian says what a lot of people think. Ingalls is great for this community. Having someone so dedicated to a weekly morning show is unreal.
1: No, it's absolutely unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's It's incredible. Absolutely. Seven years. I mean, we've been doing this show 19 years, which is incredible. And then having him come on after when I. Met him a little bit his rookie season, halfway through the season, and then now he's a big-time player. He could have blown us off a long time ago, and he hasn't.
0: Easily, easily. Jeremy says, do we get an unedited version of said pound sign ampersand? <laughs> Asterisk, pound sign. The podcast is already up, and it is edited. Oh, it's edited? Oh, I yeah. Figured it would be, yeah. <laughs> no, we are not putting a po- – I have to put an explicit tag on that specific podcast if I leave certain things in there. There it is. All right. I think you can figure out what it is he said. You play it in your mind. All right, we are out of time. We're uh, actually stealing time for Hans and Scotty today. They're coming up next. Stay with us.